Chase at the 40. Look at that move. Look at Chase go. Oh, my goodness. What a gear. He comes down to this in his car end zone. Intercepted. McPherson. And Cincinnati is heading to the Super Bowl. Boss here. Nix is going to throw. Open man. Core Higgins. Touchdown. Drives. Touchdown. Joe Burrow has his first rushing touchdown of the season. Good day, Bengal fans. He is Mott. I am Jake. This is the Bengals Pulse, the heartbeat of our Cincinnati Bengals. Mod, episode 55. We are just rocking and rolling. I think, I feel like you dressed a little professional today. You got a little button down on the Bengals button down. You look like you might you might work for uh, for the Blackburns there in the front office of the Bengals. You look very professional today. How's it going, bud? How's your week been? Good. I wish I worked for the Bengals. That would be great. <laughs> now, when you have this on, it's easier to put this on, and um, that, that's why I'm wearing this. Yeah, I, everything's good. I, I go back to work tomorrow in a limited capacity office work. Uh, not going to be able to do my regular duties as a fireman, but uh, hey, at least I get out of the house now. It's been about a month since the accident and um, getting closer to the draft. And I love talking about the Bengals because it doesn't, you know, takes my mind off of this. So, so let's get I, this I, episode 55 going. It, it made me uh, one of our listeners put on last week that uh, they said the Sam Hubbard brace. I thought that was great, uh, but uh, how about the guy last week said Mon's a tough old feller? Yeah, <laughs> that was the best. I love it. I love it. We got we got just we got incredible. By the way, too, let, shout out to all of our listeners and everybody who's supporting us, man. We we are just so overwhelmed with all of the support, and uh, man, we just love you guys so much. Thank you for watching us every week, Mon. We we have got. We got a little bit of Bengal news, right? We got a little bit to talk about. We're actually going to going to kind of wrap up the free agency period uh, because now it's draft time, right? Now we're starting to roll into some draft time. So these next couple episodes um, after today, we're going to really focus in on the draft, uh, start throwing together some mock drafts. I know you are the mock draft king, so you are excited about the next couple episodes coming up. I know that, uh, listeners, because Mon texts me at least once a week, a new mock draft that he has done, uh, and we're going to go over one of those mock drafts today on the show, uh, but uh, Mon, before we get into all that, Bengals Twitter has been a little crazy, <laughs> a little crazy. It seems like every season, one, it's just one thing. It's one thing that's going on in Bengaldom. And it just unleashes – it's like all hell breaks loose on Bengals Twitter. And this year, it is the Joe Mixon situation, Mon. Uh, Bengals Twitter has been absolutely crazy about Joe Mixon. We got two sides uh, here. We got the the pro Joe Mixon and the against Joe Mixon. Mon, let's talk about this real quick because I do think – all joking aside, I do think it's it's a big deal. I think the Joe Mixon situation is it, it could be very volatile coming up here. Uh, and of course, 
it, it threw a little light on the fire this week when uh, Mr. Ezekiel Elliott, uh, we found out, was uh, was being courted by the Cincinnati Bengals. So, Mon, real quick, give me your thoughts. Are you pro-Joe or are you against Joe? What 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 is going on in the mind of Mon Abelhassan? Let, let me add some more perspective to the big uh, emotional battles on Twitter over the last week. We'd have three different groups. Joe oh, yeah, Mixon is now. still good. Yeah. Joe okay, Mixon is still good. Mm-hmm. Joe Mixon sucks. Or Joe Mixon's <laughs> too expensive. Okay. Joe Mixon's too expensive. There is now a Joe Mixon sucks. That, I'm in the Joe. I, exactly. I'm in the Joe Mixon is good camp. Okay. Our guy, Zim, we all know Zim. Zim is always on the front lines when NFL trolls come in and attack the Bengals and Joe Burrow and the Bengals organization. Who is the guy leading the charge? It's Zim. Zim is direct. He's passionate. And he is on Mixon's side also. And, of course, he's passionate and direct on Twitter. It rubs some people the wrong way. I get the frustration. Um, Early in this debate, Jake, Jonah Williams was brought in. So Jonah Mm. Williams was was getting a different position. Uh, oh boy! You know, Here we go. Making, I know people are making excuses for Jonah's struggles and this, but then you try to make an excuse or bring up data to, to stick up for Joe Mixon. You are you're making an excuse? It's selective outrage by people. I believe the Cincinnati Bengals. I believe the selective Cincinnati outrage. Bengals. I love that. It's selective, it's selective outrage. I yeah. think the Cincinnati Bengals are a better team with Joe Mixon on it. He does not suck. He does not suck. Is he as as elusive as he was before? I and mean, he was never super elusive. He's more of a you know a physical back. Yeah, he's a good player. He was uh, his stats were a little down last year, but still he had an over eighty percent rating on Pro Football Focus. The year before he was a thirty eighth ranked player in the NFL top one hundred. He's not a bad player. The Bengals are a better team with him on that roster. I do understand a $12 million figure for the cap. I, I totally get lot. that. That is a lot a of lot, money lot. for a running back. I, I personally, I don't think he's going to be on the team at that number. I think that they're going to work something out. I get that angle, but the people that are throwing that angle out, they say, oh, he sucks. He's not this. Uh, yards per carry, tackles for loss. They, they do these advanced you know, uh, um, stats, uh, Pro football focus. I mean, just these really analytical, advanced stats, metrics. He uh, tackled for loss, this and that. He led the NFL in this. Uh, whatever, I get it. But use your eyeballs. He doesn't suck. Yeah. Twenty no, carries for 105 yards in the divisional game. The guy is a productive, good player. I will say this: the the, the Joe Mixon sucks camp. They keep on talking about the Pacheco fifth, sixth, seventh round players that come in and are productive. That is very true. That is true. But do we want to risk a seventh round pick to come in and, and hopefully he's as productive as a Pacheco or a fourth round pick? Uh, the, the Chiefs did have McKinnon also, a veteran. They had other players on there that were vets that could uh, help out. But Pacheco did take over later on in the season. We need Mixon on the team. I understand lowering his cap number. We're a better team with him on it. And I, the Bengals are going to pick a running back in this draft to pair with him. And we'll see how that goes. But Mixon doesn't suck. And I'm sorry, the people that say that, I I, I think it's foolish. It's silly. It's silly. It and and silly. Zim, he came out with these – listen, I know we can twist numbers any way we want, but the numbers he presented, pretty daggone good numbers. 
facts, right? Facts. This is my thing with Joe Mixon. We've gotten to the point right now with free agency really kind of tailing off. There's nobody better out there than Joe Mixon, right? And, and, and so, so my stance is this. Joe Mixon does not suck, first of all. He, he, is, he is one of, I think, the top 15 running backs in the NFL. Now, in saying that, over $12 million for a running back is really ludicrous right now in, in today's NFL. It just it doesn't make sense paying a running back that much money. For me, I want Joe Mixon on the football team. I think the Bengals have got to find a way to restructure uh, his contract and free up some money uh, for for other positions or to re-sign some other guys. I just don't think you can go into this year and pay Joe Mixon over $12 million. I think that's crazy. Uh, now, in saying that, I don't think there's anyone else out there that is better than Joe Mixon right now. Uh, I think that, uh, like you said, if, if the Bengals go into next year with a rookie running back and Travion Williams, that is that is a contract for trouble, serious trouble. This team is is legitimate Super Bowl contenders, and you cannot just look at a position and say, hey, let's take a shot here and see if this fourth or fifth round running back is going to be as productive. You cannot do that. What you can do is restructure Joe's contract, draft a running back early. Um, when I say early, I don't mean the first round. I'm talking about you know maybe maybe late day two, early day three. Go out, draft a running back, and let him sit and see what he can do. To go into the season, cut Joe Mixon and draft a running back, and that's the guy. That is ludicrous. That there is no, there is nobody out there that can can make sense of the Bengals doing something like that. Now the Ezekiel Elliott thing is interesting, right? Because Ezekiel Elliott, to me, you and I battle a little bit uh, over text this week. To me, he is better than Samaj P. Ryan. He's he is equally as good of a pass blocker. And I think that's I think that's where he really helps the Bengals. I think he is top five running back in the NFL when it comes to pass blocking. Not tap, not don't twist my words around. He's not the top five running back in the NFL. But when it comes to pass pro, he's right there with Samaj P. Ryan. They're like four and five or five and six, right there. Uh to me, Ezekiel Elliott is a is a more athletic Samaj P. Ryan. So I I definitely could see the Bengals going out. Let's keep Joe. Let's restructure the contract. Let's use that money. Go get Ezekiel Elliott. Bring him in. Again, you've already heard what Ezekiel said. I just want to win a ring. He this guy just wants to win a ring. It's not about the money. It's about winning a ring. Bring him in. The Bengals have got to find a pass pro running back. They have got to find one. I, I love Joe Mixon. He is atrocious. That is why Joe Mixon is not in on third downs because he is a terrible pass blocker. That's why Joe Mixon was not in on the final drive of the Super Bowl because he is a terrible 
pass blocker. He's a great uh, dynamic player, but he cannot pass pro uh, at all. So for me, go out, get Ezekiel Elliott, find a way to restructure Joe. If you go into the season with Joe Mixon, Ezekiel Elliott, and a rookie running back that can be groomed behind those two guys, the Bengals are going to be a better team for it. But to say that Joe Mixon sucks is absolutely ludicrous. <laughs> it's just insane that somebody would say that. It's crazy. I, I, I agree with what you said. Uh, the struggles and pass blocking have been well documented. Uh, I do believe you, you touch base on the uh, the play in the Super Bowl. That, that was third and one. On third and one, our best running back needs to be in the game. Yep. I'm going to blame Coach Taylor on that. Okay. Third and one, get him in the game. Get him to get the first down. All right. Now, listen, about Joe Mixon, his stats are a little off this year. He, he averaged under four yards per carry. Jake, we've talked about this 100 times on the Bengals' pulse. The Bengals started off four and four this year. They struggled initially. Why did they struggle? That offensive line had four new starters. They had the gel. They were trying to figure things out. A majority of Joe's sacks this year happened in the first six games. They were trying to figure it out. We were in the uh, first game of the season against the Steelers. The Steelers attacked that offensive line. The, the Cowboys attacked it. Well, guess what? The, Joe Mixon and, and Samaji Piran averaged up 2.5, 2.6 yards per carry the first four or five games of the season. Things picked up after that. That 10-game win streak started when that offensive line started to gel, and this team took off. Joe Mixon's stats took off. Samaji Piran's stats took off. Everybody took off. It was just it was a thing of beauty. Uh, Joe Mixon has his faults. He does. I'll be the first to admit that. But I think I forget the off the field stuff. I think he's a good presence in the locker room. I think the players love him. Also, he still has some gas in the tank. He still has, he's, he's a good player. He is a very good player. And I I just want to shift something to, to Jonah Williams real quick. Uh, Mixon has been a better pro than Jonah Williams. Jonah Williams play the last four years forced the Bengals' hands in getting Orlando Brown. Jonah Williams has been an okay to average tackle in the NFL. The Bengals gave a $31 million signing bonus, a four-year contract, 60-plus million to a player that is just much better than Jonah Williams. His play forced their hands. Uh, when people started throwing Jonah Williams and Mixon, it sort of got convoluted and crazy on Twitter. I just wanted to throw that out there. To me, that's just it, – it's a weird comparison because Mixon has been a much better pro than Jonah Williams. Oh, God. I mean, it, yeah. honestly, I don't I don't get wrapped up in the Twitter wars. I, I just I, – I see it and I just flip by it real quick. And I don't I, – I, I'm not – you know, I don't get into all those battles. But if somebody out there thinks that Jonah Williams is a better pro – than Joe Mixon, they are crazy. That is, well, no, I mean, that I, is I, ludicrous. I, that is crazy. Does it even say something like that? I, You're saying the reason it's brought up. The, no, the reason it was brought up. Everybody keeps on talking about Mixon cap savings, cap savings. We got Logan Wilson, we got T Higgins. Mm-hmm. Fine, but we could drop twelve million right now by trading Jonah, which I think we will because he's made it perfectly clear he doesn't want to play right tackle. We don't know if he's going to be a good right tackle anyway. I think the Bengals are going to address that in the draft in the next few weeks. Uh, Jonah Williams, uh, uh, Joe Mixon is a, uh, the Bengals are a better team with Joe Joe Mixon on the team. 
And I think the Bengals are a better team with Orlando Brown at left tackle. And I'm not trying to disparage Jonah Williams. I'm not trying to disparage him. He's been an okay player. He wasn't, he was an 11th, uh, he was first round pick, pick number 11 in the first round. Things didn't materialize. Yes, he had some injuries. Um, you know, there's, I, I'm not even going to bore our listeners of all the excuses Listen, I'm, on Twitter I'm gonna, about that. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. I think the Bengals are a better team with Joe Mixon and Jonah Williams. I think Jonah Williams, and, and what I mean by that is that whether or not Jonah starts at right tackle, to have Jonah coming off of the bench is better than we have had since I can remember as far as depth goes. If if you're talk if you're telling me that guys coming off the bench are Jonah Williams and Cody Ford, this Bengals team is going to be better for that. Now we don't know we don't know how Lel Collins is going to work out. I mean the guy can't stay healthy, but if he does, if Lel Collins comes back and the Bengals want to give that a shot, draft a guy, a young guy, and groom him. If you have Jonah Williams on this football team, the Bengals are a better team. That's why I think I, – I don't think the Bengals should trade him. I'm not saying they won't. I'm saying they shouldn't. And the reason why is because it's so hard to find depth at the offensive line. If that means the Bengals have to you know, uh, take that $12 million contract on of Jonah Williams as a backup – then do it because you and I both know this mom. If we had any depth at offensive line, the Bengals have won back-to-back Super Bowls. So what is more important? And and really that's my thought process on it. And uh, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you the final word and then let's move on and, and get to some, uh, some other free agent news. It would be ideal to have him on the roster. He does have experience. I think he's an average to okay tackle. It would be great to have him because we've struggled with depth over the last few years. I don't think it's going to happen. That that salary cap number, he does have uh, some uh, uh, interest in the trade market. Um, mm-hmm. Malik uh, Wright mentioned that he thinks the Bengals could potentially get a two for him. I think they should jump on it if that happens because that twelve million dollars could could equal a, a Logan Wilson contract. It it could free up a lot of uh, opportunities for the Bengals and potentially signing T Higgins, which I think is already going to happen. And Logan Wilson this offseason. Listen, I'm not sure I agree with that, with, 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 with Malik on that, but I will say this, if the Bengals can get a two for Jonah Williams, then they better do that right now. Yeah. If they can get a two, they better do that right now. I just, they will be very patient. They will be very patient. They might not trade him until August. Somebody yeah. could have an injury in camp, and guess what? They'll say, hey, what's it going to take to get Jonah? How about a two? We'll see. Well, we'll see how it goes. I don't know. I don't know about that. See, I just think – I don't think you can wait till August. I think if you get if you get something thrown at you in the next couple of weeks, take it. If not, Jonah needs to be on this football team because if I were to tell you that Jonah Williams is our swing tackle, you would be very excited about that, Mon. If our offensive hey. line – if our offensive line was that good across the, the front five and I said Jonah was the first guy coming off the bench, you would be very, very happy with that. Yeah, but if he's on the roster, Jake, he's our right tackle. If he's on the roster, he's going to be our right tackle. That's what I think. But I don't, right. I don't expect that to happen. Okay, well, we will see. We got, we got, you know, hey, it's going to be an interesting couple weeks leading up to the draft. Let's just go through real quick the free agent market for the Bengals right now. I'm going to go over who we re-signed, okay? 
Uh, we re-signed Jermaine Pratt to three years. Great re-signing there. Uh, we re-signed safety Michael Thomas to a one-year deal. Running back Travion Williams to a one-year deal. Our kick returner, special teams guy. And right now, possibly the only running back on our roster, depending on what happens with Joe Mixon. Cornerback Jalen Davis to a two-year deal. You like Jalen Davis. He is a good special teams guy. Uh, he also comes in and plays a little bit of that, uh, a little bit of that slot. Um, linebacker Joe Bocci, uh, a one-year deal, a guy, another special teams guy. Wide receiver Trent Taylor, our punt returner, uh, to a one-year deal. Uh, line specialist Cal Adamitis to a one-year deal. He is our long snapper going into the season. And guard Max Sharping to a one-year deal, who uh, we signed last year. And, uh, you know, he played good. I mean, I wouldn't say he was terrible, but uh, a guy definitely that gives a little bit more depth to the offensive line. Here's Here are the guys that we've lost. We lost safety Von Bell, safety Jesse Bates, running back Samaj P. Ryan, and tight end Hayden Hurst. Four guys that uh, – well, three that were definite starters, and then obviously Samaj had a lot of playing time last year as well. Uh and then who did we sign, Mon? Who did we sign outside of the organization? Obviously, offensive tackle Orlando Brown to a four-year deal. The big one, uh, top five tackle in this league. Uh, offensive, offensive tackle Cody Ford uh, to a one-year deal, adding some depth to this offensive line. A guy that has played inside, has played outside. So maybe a guy that's kind of versatile. But we know the Bengals love versatile guys. And safety Nick Scott to a three-year deal, which I think is just an incredible signing. Uh, a guy that I absolutely love. And uh, I think a guy that's going to come in and really, I know this is going to sound crazy, but I think he's going to come in and make people forget about Von Bell pretty quickly. I I think I like the signing. I do like it. He's athletic, Jake. We mentioned it last week. I, I think he's more athletic. He's more athletic than Von Bell. He is. He is. He yeah. just doesn't have his time in Luana Rumo's system. I Von know. Bell knew it like the back of his hand. It's going to take a little bit of time, but his athleticism, him and Dax Hill both, hopefully that elite athleticism sort of makes up for the lack of uh, experience in that uh, yeah. defense. And, uh, I think we're going to be fine there. I think we're going to be fine because uh, Luana Rumo is one hell of a defensive back coach, one hell of a defensive coordinator. Well, I tell you what, I tell you what, we are going to be back there. We're going to be fast as hell. This is this defensive backfield with Nick Scott, Dax Hill, uh, with with Cheeto, with CTV. Um, you know th- this and, and Hilton back there. This is a very fast defensive backfield very athletic uh again you know um uh anderson uh, uh tyson anderson and uh and obviously uh, uh alan george friend of the show uh those are guys that are very versatile and athletic as well this is a very athletic bengals backfield uh and uh and secondary so uh gonna be gonna be interesting to see though uh, what comes down the pike here? If the Bengals are done, Eli Apple's still out there. Are they going to bring him back? Uh, Taylor Rapp, the other starting safety from the Rams, he is still out there, Mon, and a guy that has already visited Cincinnati. It's going to be very interesting to see 
if the Bengals bring Taylor Rapp in as well, I would love that depth uh, bringing in Mr. Rapp. They have, he still has a side. I think free agency wise right now, I think it's going to take a back seat until the draft. If they don't get the position, a player they want in the draft, they could revisit that. Uh, saying that, I, I can see them picking up some players that were on the roster last year. I see a Wilcox returning potentially and an Eli Apple coming in and, and being a cornerback four. Uh, but I want to touch base on the athleticism. Speed is the name of the game right now. Speed, speed, speed. And the Bengals have that on defense. They have it. Yeah. And uh, um, that's part of the reason we've had this amazing two-year run. And um, it's going to be exciting to see how these guys develop over the next few years. It really is. Agreed. So here, here's some here's some guys that are still out there, some free agent guys. Uh Obviously, at running back, because of the Joe Mixon situation, you have Kareem Hunt. You have Ezekiel Elliott, who we know is already tied to the Bengals. Um, and that's a very short list, Mon. And I think that's what my point was earlier, is there's nobody better out there than Joe Mixon. So if you're thinking about going and getting a cheaper running back, uh, you're making a very big mistake, uh, I think, at least. Um, and let's look at Let's look at some edge rusher guys, because I think that's right now – which is very interesting, right? Because the edge rushers usually go very quickly in free agency. This year, not so much. And there's still some pretty good names out there. Um, Yannick Ngakwe is still out there. Um, a guy that has been tied to the Bengals um, a little bit. Uh, you have Jadavion Clowney. He is still out there. Again, these would all be one-year deals, but guys that might come in and, and sure up that pass rush for the Bengals – Leonard Floyd is still out there, a guy that we know very well. Uh, Frank Clark is still out there, another guy that we know very well. Uh, so you have some uh, – even Justin Houston is still out there. So you have some guys that uh, maybe bring them in on a one-year deal, Mon. If I, if I said you could bring one of those guys in on a one-year deal, who would you take out of those five guys? In Dockwe, he's I think he's 28. Uh, he would be a great pickup. Again, like I mentioned a few minutes ago, I, I, I could see them revisiting that potentially. If they don't get a, a depth piece in the draft, they could bring him in and, and spell Hubbard and Hendrickson. And, uh, of course, Osai, we're depending on him to continue to develop. He would be a great, great um, addition. Floyd also. Floyd did play for the Rams. Um, mm-hmm. I have a sour taste. I, I just didn't like you remember that play in the Super Bowl? I remember Bowl, the play. Uh, yeah, I remember the he, play. We thought Joe injured his knee. That guy's clapping yeah. and cheering that, yeah. that he hurt his knee. And yeah. uh, I'm sorry. I, I just hate that. I yeah. can't stand it. And, uh, you know, whatever. If he comes on and helps the team, I'll, I'm always uh, – I'll, I'll never root against the Bengal. If Leonard Floyd becomes a Bengal, yeah. I'll uh, – I'll be his biggest fan, but uh, I left a sour taste in my mouth there. I didn't like that. Let's look at DBs real quick, too. We got Marcus Peters right? A guy that we know very well. We got Shaquille Griffin. Uh, Shaquille Griffin is a guy that we also know uh, very well. Taylor Rapp, who we talked about earlier in the show. Uh, And then you, then you still have Eli Apple out there. Um, And, and you still have Rock Asen, who is, who is a safety player. If I could get, if you could bring one of those guys in on a one-year deal, Mon, who do you bring in? 
I like Rocky Sin. I, I liked him coming out of college. Uh, I I was convinced at that time he was going to be a Pittsburgh Steeler because they were just all over him in the pre-draft process. He's had an up and down career. I would love to see him potentially coming in, but I think that spot is going to go to Eli Apple. Eli Apple is going to be our our, our vet. And Jake, I know you've said this numerous times. If we just take away the little chirping on Twitter and his, you know, the, the way he is, and he, he he's a talker. If you take that away, Eli Apple has been a very good pro player the last two years. Very good. And I think it would benefit the Bengals to bring him back. Well, and he knows the Bengals system, right? Um, I think there's a couple players on there that are better than him. I think I think Marcus Peters would be an incredible yes. addition uh, to the Cincinnati Bengals. I, I love him. He's a ball hawk type guy. Um, I think he would be an incredible addition as well. And last but not least, Mon, tight end. What are the Bengals going to do? First, before I say this, so let, let me say this real quick. Uh, thoughts and prayers go out to Foster Moreau. Foster Moreau, obviously, you know, if, if you guys haven't heard, which I'm sure you have, uh, he went in for a physical with the Chiefs. Um, they found uh, cancer. And, um, you know, uh, again, thoughts and prayers go out to – to Foster Moreau and, and his family, um, 25 years old is just, it's just, um, it's heartbreaking and, um, just what an awful, awful thing. I mean, thank God, thank God that, um, you know, he went in for a physical and they found it, but, um, horrible that a 25 year old young man has to go through something like that. Yeah, that is, uh, that, uh, it was a punch in the gut, uh, takes, uh, you know, uh, we're refreshing our Twitter free feed for two days straight, hoping he signs with the Bengals. This is bigger than football. It's about his health. He's a young man. Hopefully he beats this and he's able to continue his career. Prayers up to him. Yeah, absolutely. So let, let's look at this tight end market because what are the Bengals going to do, Mon? Uh, right now you got Irv Smith. I mean, that's it. That's the end. That's the end of the sentence. I mean, I, I just – I hope – the Bengals' thought process right now is not bring back Drew Sample and bring back Mitchell Wilcox, and that's our that's our guys. I mean, I think this team is missing that guy. And, man, the Bengals have got to find him. They have got to go out and find a tight end. Because I'm telling you right now, Mon, if they don't, pick 28 better be a tight end. It better be. If it's not, I will lose it. Jake, that's my biggest fear, actually. And, and I'll tell you why. Uh, the athletic, Paul Daner, mentioned him all the time. He, he wrote a great article. The Bengals' tight end room is all empty chairs right now. There's nobody in that room. I know. So are the Bengals basically forced to pick a tight end at 28? Listen, if tight end at 28 is best player available, run to the podium and pick them. But I think you're always best served to have BPA at that position. If somebody drops that you don't expect to be there, that's an elite talent. And then you're going to pick a tight end that is a borderline second round, second, you know, late second round pick. You pick the BPA, but I don't think the Bengals can right now. I think that no. they're pretty much forced to pick a tight end. They and are. I, they I, 100% are. They are 100% let's, go back to, let's go back to Jonah Williams real quick. Some team might want him. Maybe they have a backup tight end that they could give us. So who knows? I'm just throwing that out there. But there are there, there's some tight ends on, fr- on the free agent market. Irv Smith potentially uh, could come in. 
He was highly touted coming out of college. He's been injured. We don't have anybody in the tight end room right now. The Bengals will draft absolutely one, if not two tight ends in this draft. I want BPA at 28. I want well, I do too. I do too, Mom, but I also want I also want a pot of gold. I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you. It, the Bengals can't go BPA right now. Unless they go out and maybe they do. I mean, first of all, if you trade Jonah Williams to somebody, you better get a, a starting tight end, not a not a backup guy. You better go get a dude. Um, but the Bengals have got to go out and find a veteran tight end. They got to go get somebody. Uh because re- reaching reaching for a need is 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 a recipe no, for disaster. It's awful. It's, it, it's a recipe it's for awful. disaster. Not, listen, I don't want that. I'm saying yeah. the Bengals have put themselves in that position, and maybe they feel like this tight end group is uh, is an elite group of rookies coming out, whatever the case may be. But if you don't go get somebody, you are going to have to draft one day one. You are you're just going to have to. You, you, again, it's the only position right now. Like you said, it's an empty room. It's all empty chairs. There's nobody in there. You got You you got to. And, and again, I know the Bengals. The, the Bengals do a lot of three by one stuff. They do a lot of two by one stuff. But we we have seen when the tight when we got a dynamic tight end like we had with Hayden Hurst and even CJ Uzama made some big plays for us two years ago. Those guys are mismatch problems for linebackers. Uh, I, I don't think you can just throw that part of the offense out. You got to go out and find a guy that can can get downfield and you definitely got to find a guy that can block. I mean, we got a guy we got, we have got to find a guy that's a good inline blocker. I, I think you're right. I think we possibly could have two tight ends being drafted in this draft unless the Bengals go out and make a move and try to find someone. I I do not think Irv Smith is the move. I'm just going to say it right now. I don't think that is the move. I think you got to go out and trade for one. I, they, they'll, they'll acquire another vet uh, trade. Uh, you know, they did that with uh, Billy Price. Uh, the Bengals are not going to go bare. They know they have a Super Bowl roster. They're going to reinforce that position. They're going to bring in a couple rookies or one at least, and they'll have another vet, a vet that uh, that has played a lot in the NFL. It is a little alarming right now, and I, I just uh, – uh, you know, uh, when it comes to the lost decade of the 90s, the Bengals reached all the time in the draft. They reached yep. for needs and never went BPA, and it burned them. And uh, I, yep. this uh, Bengals front office is very, very smart, and I don't think they're going to do that. Again, if tight end is your BPA, by all means, draft them. Draft Mon, them. It, Mon, it burned us in 2015. It burned us in 2015. You know, we, we, had, to, we had to go out and – and solidify the offensive line. And we got two really bad ones, really bad ones, back-to-back uh, at one, at first round, second round picks that were just terrible. I mean, atrocious. And it set this organization back. I agree with you. You can't, you can't reach for players, but you also can't put yourself in a situation to do that. And if the Bengals don't go out and find somebody, that is exactly – what they have done. Let's look at, let, let's, oh, go ahead. You want to say something? It's okay. No, that's okay for those. Like I said, uh, like we said, that led us to Joe Burrow. Those horrible drafts led yes. us to Joe Burrow. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. All right. So um, real quick. All right. So listeners, again, let me just tell you how Mont operates here. 
And again, he has had some free time this last month. Um, but I, I don't know if maybe it's a free time or not, but I think I have gotten at least 37 mock drafts from Mon in the last two weeks. Might be, might be 38. I don't know. But this one, Mon, you posted. You posted and said, this is the greatest mock draft of all time. I believe that's what you said. I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I'm pretty sure that's what you said. So I'm going to go through this. I want you to tell me why, Mon, this is the best mock draft of all time. I want to make sure there's facts behind it, and it's not just because you got a bump on your head and you're just talking crazy. So let's go through this real quick. All right, here we go. At 33, so the Bengals trade down, right? You you trade with – we traded with the Houston Texans. They got our our, – our day one pick at 28, we got their second and third round picks. Okay. So I'm just setting that up for our listeners. So our first pick of, of the 2023 NFL draft is round two at 33. We pick corner Deontay Banks from Maryland. Now I will say this. I I do like this pick. I do like this pick. If there's a tight end on this roster, that's worth something. Tell me first, Deontay Banks. Tell me about why. Well, Jake, first, this is a glitch on Pro Football Focus because he's not going to be available the second he's round. A, I think he's no. like the – isn't he like the 16th ranked player in the draft or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, I, I've seen him in the late the mid to late 20s. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, he's a he's an athletic freak, 4'3", 40. Uh, his, you know, his testing is through the roof. 11-4. Really uh, good, really good broad jump. Yeah, he's just, I mean, this guy, I mean, reading some of the draft profiles, he's an all-pro in the making. Uh, You can never have enough cornerbacks, and I I jumped on it. I jumped on it when I saw him there. If that happened, that would be an absolute steal for the Cincinnati Bengals to get him. Okay, here we go. Round two at 60. Round two at 60. By the way, PFF gave you an A-plus on that pick, Vaughn. That might be your first A-plus of all time. But you actually got two A-pluses on this draft. So this might be your greatest draft of all time. Let's, let's, like go, though, let's go to round two, pick 60. Uh, the Bengals go out and draft the edge rusher, Tuli Tuapalata. Did I say that right? Tuli Paludu. Paludu from USC. Uh, Mon, tell me about this guy because they gave you an A on this pick. The Bengals worked him out at his pro day. Very talented edge rusher. Uh, the Bengals really want to improve their pass rush. Uh, I think they're going to get that way with, with better, better players, better depth. I mentioned this in early Bengal pulses years ago. Jake, you remember the days where uh, the Bengals starting four was Geno Atkins, Carlos Dunlap, uh, that Pecco, and they had uh, all these guys that would just come in. Uh, the, the big tall guy, um, what was his name? The defensive lineman. I forgot his name. Michael Johnson. Michael Johnson. I am so sorry. Michael Johnson. Those four were elite. Well, guess what? When they would yes. get on the bench, they had guys that would come in. Frosty Rucker, Jonathan Finane. These guys would get seven, eight, nine sacks themselves. Yeah. That's what we want. We want people, we want these reserves to come in to give Sam Hubbard, Trey Hendrickson a break. And I think Tui Paludu could be one of those guys. Bright future. And don't forget, the Bengals have the second highest paid defensive line in football. 
those contracts will eventually drop off, and we got to have quality talent to fill in those gaps eventually. So like the it. Bengals are going to draft defensive linemen in this draft. Okay, I like it. So Tuli yeah. Tua Paludu. Yep. All right, I like it. I like it. So here we go. Round three at 73. This is the other pick we got from the Houston Texas Texans, and I like this pick because finally, Mon, you pick a tight end. And the tight end is Sam Laporta from Iowa, a guy that the Bengals have been tied to. This was your other A-plus pick from PFF, Mon. Uh, They must think you're a genius. Uh, This is – Mon, this grading scale has got to be better than any report card that you ever got. It's definitely better than any report card I ever got. There's a lot of A's on this one, Mon. So let's talk about Sam Laporta. Tell me about him, the tight end from Iowa. I, I don't think he's going to be there in the third round. I think he's a riser right either. now. Pretty athletic. I saw him in the combine. He looked really good. Some of the tape I saw. I'm not a big tape guy, but I did see him work out. Very athletic. He would be perfect for the Cincinnati Bengals. Perfect. As we mentioned just a few minutes ago, that tight end room is bare. If Sam is there, we need to jump all over it and get him. Uh, that would be an absolute steal for the Bengals. I'm hoping he's there, and I think the Bengals – I think they also worked him out privately or interviewed him. They did. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully he's there. Hopefully he's there. Okay. All right. So so far, A plus, A A plus. That's pretty good, Mon. That's yeah. pretty good. Here we go. Round three. This is our this is our third round pick at ninety four. Blake Freeland, tackle from BYU. Uh, Mon PFF gave you an A on this one. Tell me about Blake Freeland, the tackle from BYU. Well, the last uh, – he had his uh, workout yesterday, and he's really blowing up. He's flying up the charts. Uh, if he's there at 94, jump all over it. I expect him to be a second-round pick now. He's only 290 pounds, super athletic. What is it about BYU players? You worry about their age. Is this guy 26, 27? No, he's only, I think, 21 or 22. Um, I asked Joe Goodberry that on Twitter because he was talking him up. and He's actually a young BYU player, and uh, I um, – He's, he's, he's blowing up right now. The guy is really picking up a lot of steam. Earlier in the draft process on these mock drafts that we do, he was like a sixth or seventh round pick. Now he's up in the third and second round. He's rising, and if he's there, he could potentially be an answer for us at right tackle. He does need to put on some weight. He's, he's under 300 pounds, but if you see him, he looks the part. He looks the part. Big guy, big guy. Well, I, I like I, I'm going to tell you what I do like about your first four picks is this. It's all position need, right? We it's it's all the positions we just talked about at free agency, defensive back, edge rusher, tight end, and tackle. So we have hit. If this works out, we have hit all four positions that the Bengals need. Now this is where it gets interesting. This is where this is where the front office mon. This is, I think that's why you're wearing that shirt today. This is where the front office mon starts to really work things out. What was that Kevin Costner movie where he was the oh, yeah. he was the guy he worked for the that yeah. that the crappy NFL team yeah. from uh from Northern Ohio? Uh, yeah. What was that movie called? You remember like um, Dra- draft day, draft, draft day. day, draft day. So here we go. Here's mon uh, mon as Kevin Costner here wheeling and dealing on PFF mock draft. Mon, you traded, you traded, let's see here. Uh, oh, the Eagles, right? The Eagles. 
So the Eagles trade up. Is this right? Am I reading this right? No. Are you looking at Are you looking at the right draft? Yeah, I did. That's yeah, right. I we did. give we give the Eagles uh, ninety two. That's how we got ninety four. So ninety two was our was our third round pick. We gave the Eagles ninety two, and then we got the Eagles round four pick. Right? Yes. Okay, I've read that right. Here we go. Uh, the fourth round pick is Kobe Turner, uh, the D lineman from Wake Forest. Mon, you get another A on this pick. Tell me about Kobe Turner. I read up on him. He's about two hundred ninety pounds. He's a uh, you know he's, he's same mold as a uh, Geno Atkins. Not as athletic. He's been productive. I think he played early in his career at a smaller college and then transferred to Wake Forest for his senior year. He's been pretty productive, average maybe four or five sacks a year, makes a lot of plays in the backfield, tackle for uh, for losses. At that spot in the draft, he's a lottery ticket. Good depth, bring him in, and let's see if he can develop into a a good uh, three technique that maybe give B.J. Hill a breather here and there. I like it. Listen, all you had to do was say, you had me at Geno Atkins. As soon as you said you, you had me at Geno Atkins, if he's even three quarters as good as Geno Atkins, take him in the fourth round. Uh, round five, round five, we have Jalen Monroe Cropper, uh, who is uh, or is it Cropper? It's Cropper. Right? Oh, it is Cropper. Okay, Jalen Monroe Cropper, wide receiver from Fresno State. Mon, you got an A minus. Tell me about Jalen Monroe Cropper. Uh, you know, I didn't know much about him. I looked him up on Pro Football Focus. He's not the biggest guy, six foot, about 180. He's a little, you know, that's a knock on him. He's not big. Pretty productive at a pass-happy team at Fresno. Uh, you know, I, I guess some of the positives they had, you know, clever route runner. He's undersized, but he can sell the route and breaks. Uh, he, You know, he's a when he gets the ball in his hands, look out. He can make some things happen. But, again, some of the cons, he, he's just really small. They don't know if he's going to be able to take the, the pounding in the NFL. But again, like I said, we do need wide receivers. That's something I've been hounding on. It's a sneaky need. Maybe he can develop as a potential punt returner. Right. Right. It's a lottery ticket. It's a lottery ticket. Maybe a special teams guy first, right? Maybe a special yes. teams guy comes in and plays a little slot receiver. All right, here we go. Round six, Mon, you have Will Mallory from Miami, another tight end. This is a B for you. Uh, you got to be on this pick uh, round six. Again, this is a lottery pick, right? This is a, this yeah. is a lottery ticket type thing. Will Mallory, tell me about the tight end from Miami. I saw him at the combine. He looked the part pretty athletic. Uh, I just, I like the way he looked. He looked pretty smooth. He had good hands in the little gauntlet drill that he was working out in. Um, in the sixth round, you know, listen, we need tight ends. We said earlier, we're probably going to draft two and my mock, we did draft two and, I guarantee you he's going to make the team because we just don't have tight ends right now. <laughs> and hopefully he can develop. If you're a, if you're an undrafted free agent and you're a tight end, run the Cincinnati. Sign. <laughs> All right, here you go. In round seven at 246, Mon, uh, at 246, Tavian Thomas, the running back from Utah. You got a C-plus on this one. Tell me about Tavion Thomas. We needed a running back, and he was the highest-rated running back. I don't know anything <laughs> about him. Select. Select. I, 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 I just I love picked it. him. 
Yeah, I, I love I, it. I'm not. Hey, listen, listen. I love that. Listen, you had to go running back, right? You, yeah. You, I mean, yeah. we, we talked about it at the beginning of the show. You, you hadn't got one yet. You, you need to get one at least. Let's see what. Let's see what Tavion Thomas does. Listen, a lot of a lot of good running backs have come very late in the draft, and yes. uh, who knows? Maybe Mr. Thomas is that guy. Uh, but overall, Mon, I like it. I mean, uh, we don't have a day one pick, but we have four day two picks. Uh, and again, you see these really good football teams, those guys picking in the bottom four or five of the draft. Uh, you see those guys all the time moving back uh, to get extra picks and to pick up more players. That's what you did here, Mon. I'm going to say uh, again, some of these guys, I, I don't know who they are, but I will say this. Um, I'm going to give this draft an A-. minus. I like this draft, Mon. I do. I do like it. Um, I, 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 The tight end position, I, I, let me say this. If, if we go out and get a veteran tight end that can play football, then I'm going to give this an A for sure. This is a solid A draft. If we don't, I'm going to give an A- minus because I just think we've I think we got to get the we got to try to get the best tight end in the draft. Uh, but uh, I'm go ahead, Jake. I just want to let you know, like you know, with all my time off from the injury, I've been a big time Twitter nerd. I've posted so many mock drafts. This is the one that got the I most know. feedback. And I know everybody's like, "Wow, yeah, make it happen, make it happen, make it happen!" And um, I hope it does. I hope a lot of these players fall to us. And, that's uh, why. Let me tell you, you know, it's fun. that's why the that's why the Bengals pulse is one of the best. It's one of the best out there because you're not going to get – listen, who needs Mel Kuyper? We don't need Mel Kuyper on the Bengals' pulse. We have Mon, the man, Abel Hassan, the the draft and the, and the, and the Sam Hubbard cast. <laughs> Mon, uh, we're going to get – next week we're going to dive into a lot more of the draft, start looking at these guys, start looking at positions of need. Uh, so we got a lot of stuff coming up. Before we go, though, Mon – Hey, it's opening. It's opening weekend for Cincinnati Reds baseball. Real quick, Mon. Real quick. In honor of opening weekend, you and I are both big Cincinnati Reds fans. Big Cincinnati Reds fans. Uh, but um, in honor of opening weekend, Mon, give me your three, your top three Cincinnati Reds players of all time. Top three of all time. Cincinnati Reds players go. Number one, Johnny Bench. Okay. He's my all-time favorite Red. He's okay. my all-time favorite sports athlete, actually. Okay. Uh, number two, ooh, I love Dave Concepcion. Always did. Always loved the guy. His stats. He's not a Hall of Famer, borderline. The best is Barry Larkin, shortstop-wise. And uh, I'm going to go Joe Votto, three. Okay. Ooh. That's a good. That's a good list. That's a good list. Mine, mon, my number one of all time is Barry Larkin. Barry Larkin is the reason why I wore number eleven my entire life. Uh, Barry Larkin is one of my all-time sports heroes. I love Barry Larkin. He is. He is. Uh, again, not only my favorite red of all time. He is one of my favorite all-time sports uh, heroes. Um, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to throw Joseph Votto uh, right there at two. I think Joey Votto is. I think he is becoming Mr. Red 
And um, and I'm going to go with one. I'm going to go with one that maybe a lot of people might agree with, might not agree with. I don't know. Um, but uh, I, I'm a Pete Rose fan. I'm a Pete Rose fan. I think, uh, you know, for me, I think he's one of the greatest baseball players of all time. Um, and, and I truly believe that. I think he's one of the greatest all-around baseball players of all time. And um, I'll tell you another one, too, put a sneaky in. one. Put him in. Put Yes, him in. put him in. Absolutely put him in. Uh, I'll give you another one real quick, uh, a sneaky one. I love Eric Davis. I loved Eric Davis. Uh, one of my other uh, favorite. That 1990 team is just Oh, I love that team. The Nasty Boys. What what a great, what a great fun team. Go ahead. What are you going to yeah. say? No, no, you're right. I'm telling you, the, the, the 90s Reds, uh, they were never out of first place. They were how wired Morris, to wire. How Morris? No, they were Chris amazing. Sable? All those guys. Oh my God. Every one of them. They great, were, so and listen, much fun. When they beat when they beat the athletics, I'll never forget that. That was one of my sports highlights. But I want to talk about oh, yeah. one player that I've always loved, George Foster. George Foster, mm-hmm. the big red yep. machine. In 77, he hit 52 home runs. Jake, I mean, that's commonplace in, to, in the modern baseball era. Back then, that didn't happen. I mean, yeah. it's just in the 70s. Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, I, I know we had the Roger Maris back in the 60s. 52 home runs around that time in baseball was crazy. That was crazy. Oh, George Foster – George Foster gets overlooked, but he is one of the best home run hitters of that generation by by far. George Foster was a heck of a player, a heck of a player. Yeah. And what about Ken Griffey Jr.? I mean, both the Griffeys, oh, just so many great Reds. Uh, I'm excited. I'm not going to be in town. Um, I'm up here. I live up here now, and I'm going to miss my first Reds opening day. Uh, but obviously, I will be. I will be watching. Uh, Mon, again next week, we got draft stuff. So we're gonna we're gonna be talking a bunch of draft listeners. Let us know. Let us know. Give us some of your mock drafts right now. At least give us uh, maybe a guy you like to see go day one for our Cincinnati Bengals. All right, that's another edition of the Bengals Pulse. Once again, if you like this podcast, make sure you like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Make sure. That you check us out on all the podcast platforms, Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. As always, follow us on Twitter at Bengals underscore Pulse 9. And on Instagram, the same without the at Bengals underscore Pulse 9. Make sure if you go on there, please give Mon and I that five-star review. We very much appreciate that. And as always, check out all the awesome podcasts right here on the Wincinnati Podcast Network. He is Mon. I am Jake. This is the Bengals Pulse. Who day, Bengal fans? It's see you Red's guys. Take care. Day weekend. We'll see you next week. Stay safe.